Jabba's Hut. Welcome back. We've missed you. This is podcast number three. And we don't want to toot our own horn too much here, but I don't want to say we've gone viral. But we cracked 100 followers on Twitter. So thanks, Tweeps. And uh, wherever you're learning about us from, we're happy to have you as part of our pod family, aren't we, guys? We're so happy. Thanks, guys. When you hear your family. <laughs> Spencer just quoted an Olive Garden commercial, I think, from about uh, about 10 years ago. Is that where that's from? It's exactly where that's from. That's epic. We're hungry, so food's on our mind. Sure. Speaking of food, um, since we're in the part of our pet podcast that I have labeled as preliminary witty banter. Um, speaking of food, how about the space muffins from uh, The Force Awakens? Did you see that article I sent you? Did I actually eat it? It's like real food. Wait, yes. Uh, Tell us. That Ray eats? Yeah. CGI. It is the real deal. It took him about three months to develop that. Uh, worth it, because the space muffins moment was pretty rad. Yeah, um, apparently it has really no nutritional value and it tasted terrible, but they made it do the thing. It, like, it became a greenish-looking bread that Ray just really scarfs down. <laughs> it was kind of reminiscent of when uh, Charlie Bucket eats that chocolate bar in Willy Wonka and... The store guy is like, hey, easy that kid. You're going to get a stomach ache. Like- <laughs> oh, that was a cinematic wonder, that film. Indeed. And also, I think I may have already told you guys this, but I called dibs on the band name Space Muffin. That's mine. You said that last time. Yeah, that's, what, that's literally what I just said. I think I already – I wanted to just recall the <laughs> dibs. So, guys, we get Padawans. We got a good – podcast for you we're gonna be covering uh ray's vision from the force awakens and everything in it and some of our theories about i mean everything happens so fast in that vision but it's such a pivotal turning point in the movie and and surely in the next two movies that we wanted to talk about it um so we're going to talk about that today but before we do Welcome to Ayla's Jedi Academy. What's up, y'all? We're here to learn. <clears throat> Me learn and be wise. Teach the younglings. <laughs> Teacher, I brought you this space muffin. It's great to see you. <laughs> mm, thanks. This tastes terrible and has no nutrition, but it sure was cool to watch make it. <laughs> <laughs> so my, um, I have a cool little story. Um, and does anybody know who is the voice of Yoda? Do you guys even know? Um, Peebo Bryson. 
No one even knows who that is. Aaron, <laughs> was it Aaron Neville? He sounds familiar. Miss Piggy. Yeah, so Frank Oz, um, he did the voicing and operating of Yoda. And there's kind of a funny little story that one day while they were filming a pretty serious scene in Empire Strikes Back, Yoda, where Yoda says to Luke, adventure, excitement, and he says, follow your feelings. And Luke responds to Yoda, I have followed my feelings. And Frank Oz had a black velvet bag over his arm and he like pulls it off and pulls out Miss Piggy wearing a ball gown and like the whole getup and he says in the Miss Piggy voice feelings you want feelings and he starts like going off like all acting like he has Miss Piggy there in the middle of it and like everybody laughed Mark Hamill thought it was hilarious and they thought it was so funny, but, like, the director and producer were kind of bugged about it because I guess it was super hard to film Yoda scenes, um, and so they were super bugged. They lost, like, time on it, but I just thought that was kind of a funny little story. So. Yeah. Oh, not to mention that Miss Piggy is super annoying. Yeah, right? <laughs> really yeah. like Miss Piggy. So, like, just in general, when you hear her voice, it's annoying anyway, regardless of whether you have to, like, redo the scene again. Just hearing her voice is pretty terrible. Like, Frank Frank Oz uh, struck gold with, with Yoda because everyone loves Yoda. He's oh, yeah. But everyone hates Miss Piggy. She's uh, just... Kermit begs to differ. Well, I think he's a little afraid. Wise, <laughs> like it's dominated by her, like emotionally <laughs> and physically. Let's and, be honest, and, and physically. So, okay, so let's get into Ray's vision. Uh, as we know, The Force Awakens has that epic scene where Ray hears something. She starts going down the stairs. She's got she hears BBA. her own cries. It's she hears her, her own cries. cries as a child. She doesn't know what those are. She just hears something. She goes down the stairs with BB-8 kind of wheeling up behind her, rolling down the stairs, and comes to the, the box, the wooden box, opens the box, and then opens our minds, blows our minds. Because as soon as she sees that saber and puts her hand on it, everything in the Star Wars franchise changes, right? Uh, we learn so much, and yet it raises a lot of questions. So, Spencer, why don't you just take us through just a brief outline of what you perceive the vision to be, what's actually happening on screen, and then we can kind of break it down. Well, the vision is... Probably the most interesting minute or two of that entire movie. And there's lots of interesting moments, mind you. But there's just so much information crammed into such a short period of time. There's uh, throwbacks to the past. There's the future. Um, so that it's really all-encompassing. So the first thing I remember is Yoda. What does Yoda say, Nikki? It's energy. Something like that. <laughs> Clearly a reference to the Force and what the Force is. Um, obviously, she is being tutored in what the Force is. 
maybe a little bit about what her past has been and what her future holds, right? Sure. So it's energy, and then what what happens next? What's that first clip in that vision? Is it Cloud City? Cloud Is that it's Cloud City? Yeah, we we hear Vader breathing pretty early on in the vision, correct? Yes. All of a sudden, we're in that hallway, that unforgettable Cloud City hallway where there was that epic showdown, right? Um, yes. And then, yeah, there's so many quick cuts in the vision that you don't stay in any one place very long. And I just remember seeing it in the theater for the first time, and I just wanted to like stand up in the theater and just yell, what the H just happened? Like My mind couldn't keep up with what was happening, but I knew that that was the key. That was the turning point. And that's why I wanted to go back and see it initially, is just so I could see that again. Um, so what happens after Cloud City? Okay, so it's energy, Cloud City, and then it cuts to, I believe it cuts to Luke Skywalker with his little robot hand, um, lightly caressing R2, D2. And uh, I didn't really catch this, but according to the script... Um, that was turned over to the Screen Guild or whatever. Um, it says that the script mentions that you see a burning temple at night in the background. Um, Interesting. Obviously, many would assume that that would be maybe where Luke was conducting some of his journey. That's That's one possibility. There could be others. Sure. So, do you subscribe to that theory? Do you think that the supposed burning temple was... Um, I mean, where do you think that is? Yeah, that, that would be my guess. I don't know. Jedi's Academy, perhaps? Yes, and I my assumption is that Luke's like, well, the shiz really hit the fan, so I'm going to just hide this little map for my future location with my R2 unit, and then I'm going to go off to this little island and and kick it at the old original Jedi temple. Right. Look off into the horizon at the ocean. That that'd be my guess. This is tangential, but what do you think Luke has been doing on the island? Like there's just like does he have Sudoku? Like what is he doing? <laughs> they have face cards and it's basically with all the Siths on them. <laughs> nice. A lot of solitaire. Just tons of solitaire. So that killer. So this. So after that, Spencer, um, if I'm not mistaken, in Ray's vision, he go. Uh, we go straight into a scene where we're seeing the Knights of Ren. Is that correct? I believe that's correct. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, Ayla has been doing a lot of research on this particular part of the vision. Mm -hmm. And some of our listeners may not have heard of a little guy. Uh, do you want to tell the, the listeners about um, this? Uh, it's a character that you don't actually hear his name in the, in the film. Are we going into detail? I thought Spencer was giving us the outline first. No, let's 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 jump right in. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Zubio. Um, yeah, so there is a little guy named Constable Zubio, and. You can check out our Twitter account at Jabba's Hut, two T's, of course, where we will be um, 
we'll tweet out his photo so you can you can see it. But he's a character that has been used that was used in some of the marketing for The Force Awakens that isn't actually in the film. And when I discovered him, it kind of blew my mind because it to me it sort of pieced together um, some some of the things like that I I had some questions about. He he even has uh, there's a toy of him that Hasbro introduced, um, and Disney released images of him as well. So he's a creature who, on the back of the toy anyway, um, he his description is a, vigil- a vigilant law officer on a mostly lawless world. The tough and humorless Constable Zuvio keeps order in a frontier trading post. Um, and so he is basically um, like a law officer on, on Jakku. And if you look at the, the picture of him, he looks exactly to me like the person that Kylo Ren is killing in that, in that part of Ray's vision where it's raining. Um, and it looks just like him. And some of... Um, the who anyway yeah so I just think that's like a really interesting thing that this character was talked about um there's a there's a toy of him there are pictures of him they marketed him uh to be in the movie and then and then he's not in it so I think that in episode eight I do think that we'll hear about him I think they'll I hope that they talk about him since he's kind of out there and dude is not a looker (laughs) <laughs> so Ayla will tweet that out from our account uh, at some point uh, take a peek and see if you agree with me do not find him to be a handsome man which probably means that Ayla's into him because <laughs> if you've listened to our other two podcasts we've learned that she she's, uh, she's incredibly inclusive he probably has a great personality though so uh, he had good eyes I don't know Yeah, but I just, I do think it's interesting. So when I first saw that scene, and I know some people on our Jedi Council here I talked to, I had thought that that was Kylo Ren um, killing the members of Luke's Jedi Academy, because you see a ton of dead people around him, and that's kind of where I thought, oh, he just became... The, the leader, you know, the, um, the master of the Knights of Ren. So to me, I thought that the Knights became the Knights of Ren because Kylo Ren killed, I don't know, he just killed him and took over and they followed him. But then I learned that um, Ben Solo took on the name Kylo Ren after he became the master of the Knights of Ren. So to me, that means that there is some other person that was perhaps Kylo Ren or some master and throughout the dark side, like the history of it, there always was a a master and an apprentice and the apprentice killed the master and then that's how he became the master. So um, Kylo Ren killed this person that I believe maybe was Constable Zuvio, maybe um, in in the script it, it does say that he was a warrior, but I do think that he killed him and maybe possibly that was a current leader. Um, I think it will tie it back to Jakku. Somehow that will tie it back to Rey and her being there, whether or not that part of the vision was real and that was she was there 
or part of that somehow. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I hope that they, I hope they talk about that and tie that back in, in the next movie because, um, that, you know, that would tell us like, what's Kylo Ren? Where does that name come from? Um, it's not just something he randomly picked. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they actually decide to include, because I feel like so much of the next two years is going to be, there's just so much discussion on background and the history and all these other little things, that it'll be interesting. I hope that they um, kind of go into detail or whatever about the stuff that in the vision, though, like yeah. you said. Yeah, because it will, and it'll answer a lot of questions, because I definitely, I mean, that's not that, like, that scene in particular, that part, I thought it was at the Jedi Academy, and it's not there, it's been on record that Pablo Hidalgo, who is a Lucasfilm creative executive, someone tweeted at him and asked him if that had taken place at Luke's Jedi Academy, and he said, since the script is out, I can tell you that it didn't, he said it didn't take place there. So we know that, like, that's not at the Jedi Academy, and that's why I think that it could be at Jakku and that Constable Zubio is in it. So go to our Twitter account, at Jabba's Hut. I will post, I'm going to try and do a side-by-side of the character that Kylo Ren kills and Constable Zubio so you can see him. Awesome. Cool. So the next part of the of the sequence, Con, I think... That was when we see Ray as a little child being um, left on Jakku with our plot. Uh, and right. Nick was going to read the portion of the script that describes this scene. Please do. Lay it on us. Okay, so the script says, A little girl, Ray is a child, she's sobbing, hysterical. Unkar plucked. His meaty hand holds her thin arm. She's on Jakku, watching a starship fly into the sky, abandoning her. Ray yells, no, come back! And Unkar Plutt responds, quiet, girl, as the ship flies towards the desert sun, which is strangely eclipsed, as if being eaten by darkness. Mm. That's Whatever. deep. And at that exact moment when the ship disappears, tell me if I'm reading too much into this, but we see a red sky. Like the ship basically disappears into red. There's a flash of red. And I don't think you have to have a PhD in cinema to realize that that's definitely one of the colors in this film that's associated with the dark side. Oh, that's used a ton of times. Like one of my favorite, the scenes we talked about where Ray is fighting Kylo Ren in the woods and he like they, he has his lightsaber up and she has hers up and he had just told her, you need, you need someone to train you. I can teach you the ways of the force. And then she says the force, you know, and gets all calm and summons that power. But it shows like the close up in his eyes and I love that part because you can see the red and the blue flashing back and forth in his right. eyes. So I think that they totally, just to say what you're saying, like they play that up a ton. So do you think that uh, that, that color is relevant in that moment in Ray's vision where the ship disappears and there's that red flash? Or can we 
take a wild guess and say, was Kylo dropping her off? We don't, I don't know. know. We don't Some know. people have said online um, some things I've read, I guess, that, which I didn't see this in the movie, but some people have said that it when the ship goes in to the sky, like we were saying, with the red, that it kind of mirrors Kylo's um, helmet, which I didn't see that, but people said they did, so that's interesting. I don't think it was Kylo leaving, though. At least I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was Kylo involved in dropping her off, or maybe it was her destiny to one day leave Jakku and have this epic encounter that we're uh, that we're leading up to right. with he and and Ren and Ren and Ray. So, so the next scene in the vision is she's in the woods, right? Isn't that what's next? Yeah. And that hasn't even happened yet. So it's it's looking into the future. Her in the woods, preparing to have her showdown with Kylo Ren. And that's what's so interesting about the vision is it keeps toggling back and forth between... That's right, I use the word toggle. Toggling. <laughs> between different tenses, you know? We're, we're way back in the past in Cloud City. Um, then we're jumping around to the future in the woods that that's in the not too distant future for Ray. Right. And then you as the viewer, after you see the vision in its entirety, you're kind of left wondering, wait, the parts that I don't know much about yet, when did those happen? Right. And so that's kind of the fun part about Ray's vision is you get to, uh, they've certainly given us a lot to talk about, and they've certainly given us a lot of time to talk about them, because I heard today that Mr. Johnson is not going to be done with his assignment nope. until Christmas instead of May. So, hey, buddy, you're, no. off to a, you're off to a bad start, okay? There better be, this, it better be a... a yeah, it means he'll take off. more time, and it will be even better. Yeah, because if it's not great, I mean... Yeah, I mean, they just started filming. I follow Miss Daisy Ridley on Insta or Twitter, and she just said that they just started filming. So I just wonder what happened that he was like, oh, my Tatooine, we have to take seven they more months. That there's so much. Like, oh, my Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. uh, it also doesn't hurt that that is the prime time to put a movie out. Oh, yeah. I mean, they saw what happened this Christmas, and they thought, hmm, let's do it again. Yeah. So uh, so back to the vision. Uh, when you guys saw it for the first time, did you know that that scene was going to – that scene in the woods – was a premonition about what was going to happen at the end of The Force Awakens. Did you guys know that? No. I did not. So... How we wouldn't know that without seeing the movie, but... but I'm trying to remember. It seems like in the original trailer, I I thought that they actually showed, in some of the marketing, a little clip of Kylo kind of in the woods. Yeah, right. So I, I, I seem to have remembered thinking, okay, that that's going to be the showdown 
<laughs> moment. Um, I, I guess I'm kind of bragging right now, I guess. There's really, there's really no other um, point to what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> quick wit. Yeah. I don't remember this being on our list of things to talk about, but good job. And then I think, <laughs> I think maybe the last part of that, uh, don't you hear Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice saying something at the end of the vision? These are your first steps. He says, Ray, these are your first steps. These are your first steps, right? That's not how he says it. I want to hear Spencer <laughs> say how he says it. Luke, use the false, Luke. <laughs> Epic. It Luke two times. These are your first steps. Okay, that didn't sound anything like it. And that is actually Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. They are both. I did read that. They both. They Alec Guinness, they took him saying the word afraid and got Ray. And huh? Ewan McGregor recorded it. Full reels. That's cool. Anything to help out Star Wars, he says. Yeah, especially sure. when he is going to come be Ray's dad in the next one. Totally. I mean, like, grand, wait, dad, granddad. Ew, gross. <laughs> what? So, uh, yeah, we did, we don't want to get back into that because it was a pretty contentious uh, topic in our, I think it was in our, I don't remember, either our first or second one, uh, where we talked about the origin of Ray. If you're interested in, in that topic, check our past pods. But so, what else do you guys, final impressions of Ray's vision? What do you come? What did you come away? Because we've all seen it a couple of times now, the movie. So, what are you? What's the main impression about the importance of the vision? What's your main takeaway from it? My main takeaway was that she is the chosen one. Yeah. Uh, the force is reaching out to her. She has a great destiny. And uh, obviously she is shocked and shalandered and she's resistant to even thinking that that's a possibility. But in time, she's going to wrap her head around that and accept that. And she's going to do great things mm -hmm. for the resistance. Epic. Yeah, that was, that was the turning point for her. And I thought it was interesting how throughout the vision, you could tell that she's just terrified. She just... She has no idea what's going on. She's freaked out. And then, you know, throughout the film, like immediately after the vision, you know, Maz has that little pep talk with her and basically tries to tell her, this is your destiny. You need to embrace it. And she says, mm, no, thanks that I'm scared. You know, I don't, I don't want any part of this. I'm good. And then, you know, it's really not until she gets captured um, during those moments that she starts to really, I guess, I guess out of necessity have to start embracing the force. The force just keeps calling to her and influencing her and teaching her in real time that, Hey, you're, you're special and it's time to rise up and become some kind of chosen one We're, we don't know quite yet. Um, even I thought Ayla made a good point in one of our other podcasts that even in that moment where she summoned the saber from the snow to her hand, she still looked hesitant to like, okay, what am I doing? What am I going to do with this thing? So I think up until right up until the battle with Kylo, 
she still just is not fully on board. Like, I don't know if I want in on this. So the force just keeps calling to her. Oh, it is beckoning her. Okay. Unless anyone has any final burning thoughts about Ray's vision, uh, we're I gonna... mean, I I guess I just want to know what our panel thinks. Like, what do you guys think about the timing of the vision? Do you think that these things are memories? Do you think that they like what's the significance? I just why is she seeing Cloud City? Why is it the moment between Anakin and Luke or Darth Vader, I guess, that he's become? Why Let is me she seeing Luke and the burning temple? Like, what is, do you think that it's more, I'm connecting it to Luke specifically to show that she's his daughter? Or do you think that, what's the point? Because for me, I think that it's just showing that she is supposed to play a significant part in balancing the force that she has a role i don't think that it links her to being that the skywalker like everybody else thinks but i just want to know what do you guys think about like are they memories are they what is it for her well at first i thought it, it, it was an indicator that she is luke's daughter but the more i thought about that i just think that's too obvious and so I agree with you, Ayla. I think it's just showing that she needs to bring balance to the Force. And it's given us a little history lesson in what's been going on in the past. And it's showing us what's going to come in the future. Nikki, what do you think? Um, that sounds good. I don't know. I just thought it was showing us what the Force is in the past. and It's energy. Just kind of showing her that her some of her potential she accepts. I think the reason that they threw in the Cloud City part at the beginning is just to draw that parallel um, that she's going to have her own epic showdown. Just like happened in Cloud City. Uh, it kind of bookends the the vision. You start with the Cloud City reference, and then it ends with the thing in the woods. And those two visuals, to me, uh, symbolize an epic battle between good and evil. You know, iconic saber battles that happened in the Star Wars uh, story. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they didn't show other parts from Cloud City like this part. Hello, what have we here? <laughs> how, how amazing would it have been if all of a sudden <laughs> they just throw that part in and Lando just has like this kind of like sly dog look on his face that he has. And then the audience is like, what just happened? <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be weird if, like, your best friend brought his, his love interest into your house <laughs> and then you're just, like, kissing her hand saying, hello, what do we have here? <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little weird, honestly. I mean, it, uh, yeah, I, I think it was uh, inappropriate. Stars. To say the least. But, you know, I think for Han, he's just kind of... Uh, 
he's rough around the edges and he, he probably to him it's it's probably like dude thanks man i appreciate that i appreciate that it's probably like some kind of uh space brother uh compliment like way to go bro well played you should say that next time you see your best friend okay I will. I'll, I'll try it out tomorrow, and I'll just I'll let you guys He's know. He's actually been accused of hitting on a, a friend's wife before. So. <laughs> that is true. In college. That is true. Was married. Maybe maybe if you guys are good, uh, I will tell you the that story in podcast four. The many flirting shenanigans of our dear brother Conrad. <laughs> so before the we sugar listen, sugar-free cookies. So before we listen to some uh, Ewok music, Spence, Jar Jar Stinks, what do you got for us? Well, that smells stinking with. Well, uh, as you know, this is our final segment of every podcast. We we call it the Jar Jar Stinks moment. Um, just a quick, maybe plot hole. And so this week, I wanted to actually get back to The Force Awakens. And you know the scene where you got General Hux, who seems very angry every time he's speaking. Um, yeah. It appears that he's gathered together, like, pretty much everyone in in the First Order, right? They're all lined up. They're organized. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're trying to make him look like Hitler or whatever and, and the Nazis. I, I think that's pretty clear reference. Sure. Uh, but it's kind of weird that he gathers them all, I believe, onto, I guess, the planet, right? Where this Star Killer Base situation is, right? They're on Star Killer Base. So they're on Star Killer Base, that planet thing. Um, he gathers, like, all the troops there, and then he lays out this diabolical plan. Like, he could have maybe just pushed the button to zap all these people, but he gives this long-winded speech, he gathers all the bad guys together, and then, um, against all odds, we have Han and um, the guy in charge of the sanitation, who ran away from being a stormtrooper, sure. land onto the thing, and then blow up. It kind of leaves you with the impression that basically everyone but Kylo Ren and Hux and then Snokey <laughs> Maybe have like got burned to death on on Star Killer Base. It like it imploded. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, awesome movie. I, I'm not I'm not criticizing it too much, but I just thought that uh, maybe that would be the Jar Jar Stinks moment for take all those all those stormtroopers. Yeah, it's kind of like, like they they like say what like, happened to them. Like one of the best times to commit a crime is like during the Super Bowl. They say because like. Literally everyone in America is not doing anything else but watching the Super Bowl. And so, <laughs> Who says that? You know, well, I'd say it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and so, you know, you got these guys sneak sneaking in on the, you know, through the back door. It was kind of interesting how they kind of snuck onto the planet. And, uh, you know, maybe the stormtroopers were just on such a high that they were just like still in party mode. They're like, man, that that pep rally was epic, dude. Hux is the man. I hope he like, you know, adds me on 
Facebook or whatever. I don't know what kind of social media platform they have. Guys, but... do you think that we're going to see something with Finn where he at all struggles with being a stormtrooper and the pull to the dark and the first order? Like, think about it. Like, no if doubt. he was, I mean, if he was trained and raised the way that Captain Phasma says that they were, like, I don't know, I just was thinking today if we'll see something of him struggling and having this pull. Oh, we'll see it. You can be sure of that. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a... (laughs) You know what that means, everybody? What's that? Where's my Stormtrooper helmet? I need to play some fresh beats on it. (laughs) Jabba's Hut on Twitter at Jabba's Hut with two T. At Jabba's Hut, peeps. We are on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find us on either. Hit us up. May the force be with you. <laughs>